A mother describes it as mouthy. Okay. Well, um, I like your mouthiness. So thank you. Welcome back to Tales from the Orc Den and Orc Swarm podcast. Today is kind of episode one point five. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one point uh, S for Silfast. Yeah. <laughs> one point spank. I am EJ, and I'm here with Amy and Stacy. Say hello, Amy hello. and Stacy. Hi. Hello, Amy and Stacy. <laughs> Did you like that joke from the '30s? Careful with it; it's an antique, and I stole that bit from Family Guy. Mm. <laughs> so today we are we're talking about an interesting installation of the Orc Sworn series. It is technically part of the Orc Sworn series. I uh, it is the only story that you cannot just buy from kindle or whatever yeah you have to get on to mailing list Mm -hmm. for this yes yes and so i because stacy you're you're a fan of silfast i'm not going to make amy do uh, a recap of this thank you To our imaginary TV producers back in Hollywood, how would you pitch offered by the orc? I would just go straight to Cinemax for their Skinemax series and tell them it's a huge gray dude railing a comparatively small woman on an altar and it's vaguely wrapped up in orc mysticism. Indeed. There's a lot of spanking. There is a lot of correct cleansing. There we go. Potato, potato. There is a cleanse lot. me, Daddy. Cleanse me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we've got poor Stella here, who is a sweet uh, woman who has a shit husband. Oh, totally shit husband. Desperately mm-hmm. needs a male upgrade. Well, I like her too because, like, if you were asked to describe Stella, you know, your first instinct would probably be like, well, she's kind of meek, but she's really secretly a rebel because this is the same chick who's like, her husband's like, oh, yeah, stay away from this area. And she's like, well, fuck you. I'm going right to this area. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. you got to be pretty ballsy if you're walking through the woods naked in the middle yeah. of the night. It's sort of a giant yeah. F you to the society that brought you up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. And I think that's kind of like one of the reasons Sylvester is into it. <laughs> Oh, totally, totally. In BDSM terms, he is very much a stern daddy, and she's not a little, but she's almost there. Mm-hmm. Like she, she thrives under like a more correcting hand, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will buy that. Yes, and she loves that. She loves it. Yeah. She practically needs it. I think we'll get even deeper once we talk about midwife. How? how important that is to their sex life also their relationship yes Mm -hmm. yes so but this is where it all begins what do you do when you find a random stone table in the middle of the woods i guess you lay on it and you start masturbating i appreciate her logic i can follow that train of thought personally (laughs) but this is actually this is also a great snippet of finley's writing uh style or writing gift i guess i should say because I love how she described that altar where it's like, like it's covered in moss and it's not wet, but it's got like a cool, silky, welcoming vibe. And it's like, I'm not going to lie. I am not a stranger to outdoor activities, but 
you know, if I found something like that and the mood was striking me, I mean, not if it was like overtly religious, I don't think I'd be like, well, I'm going to diddle myself right there. But she doesn't even realize it's an altar, right? She thinks it's just an elf Mm -hmm. artifact. Yeah, it's just a stone. So yeah, yeah, I totally be like, sweet, cushy, plush. Clearly, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right here. Boom. (laughs) Apparently, that is exactly what she's supposed to be doing here. Because Selfast comes out and just is like, all right, so one of two things got to happen. Either I fuck you or I kill you. And it depends on what the goddess says. So give me a moment. (laughs) (laughs) So I, by the way, spoilers for, because, you know, y'all should have read this thing by the time you listen to this. (laughs) Clearly she is alive. Yes, and it's thank no fun God. talking about a book if you're not going to spoil it. Thank God. I shouldn't say thank God for this episode. I should say thank Goddess. Mm-hmm. True, yes. And this is not Akva. This is just Batal. Isn't that what they call her? Yeah, this this is a specific clan goddess for mm-hmm. Silvest yeah. clan. And the Batal. Batul. Yeah, because there's yeah, I guess you in there. To say, Batul. Yeah, Batul. It, yes, because it sounds like battle. I would, yeah, I was pronouncing it, it does, Bautel, actually. honestly. I was actually pronouncing it Bautel in my head. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I have to cast all of these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> for first episode, we were like, Jason Moma for Silfast. And I'm thinking as long as the dude is tall and exudes hairiness, right? pretty yes, good. Definitely. Yeah. So our dear friend Jason totally fits that bill. Somebody mm. burly and threatening. Right. Mm-hmm. So hilariously enough, like Stella needs to be like kind of short and soft. Like I would I want agree. a, yeah. a mm-hmm. soft faced curvier end. Because th- she's yeah. usually described mm-hmm. as plump. Yeah, she is. Well, yeah, because she, she says herself that that she's, she's not attractive because mm-hmm. she's fat, basically. And he's just really into that god bless the orcs for being receptive of all body types that's that's Indeed. all i'm saying yeah so and i'm trying to think of like who who that could be and this is where hollywood truly fucks us over fails us yeah yes yes so i'm trying to think of like because she i mean like not like teenage young i'm thinking like because she's been married for a while i'm thinking someone yeah in late i'm thinking 20s, of her like yeah early, early 30s. 30s yeah that's kind of the vibe yeah. i'm getting to mm, yeah somebody who's been around the block not a lot but once or twice right soft kind really of like the problem is they don't they don't always cast that many curvier women in that. no they really don't and unfortunately i have to say she is also a pale one and they're mm-hmm. not known for casting plump white women in Hollywood. Right. You know, you know who would have been really good too mm. before she lost weight is Christina Ricci. Like Christina Ricci, you look oh. at her like Sleepy mm. Hollow before she lost all the weight. She had a really great oh. curvaceous figure. She did. So I cool. could see an older Christina Ricci yeah. with more curves. Yeah. Because I, I envision her, I don't know if they ever really said what her coloring was, but I just envisioned somebody with this big cloud of dark hair mm. and these huge dark doe eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. Okay, I could see something like that, but because yeah, she'd need the doe eyes, mm-hmm. and she'd need to be curvier. Yeah. And she is. I have a very like. Event. I have a very like Botticelli, or not Botticelli. Uh, fuck. 
Raphael? Ruben? No, uh, Ruben a little bit, but there's the, oh, shit, there's the paint. I was thinking of a painter's model and I've completely forgotten her name. It's the chick who was in the painting of Proserpine where she's, she's smelling the flowers on the pomegranate. Hmm. She's a really, she was a really famous model during like the, the uh, like enlightenment art oh. period. I can't, she was Italian oh. and she had a last name like Botticelli, but it wasn't Botticelli. You're not talking about or, Artemisia, are you? No, no. Trust me. I know okay. Artemisia. I'm, Although, I'm like, I, figured, uh, I figured you did there. One of her, one of her characters, honestly, like, like the way she painted Judith and Judith beheading whole, uh, whole So like a sturdy small like you know like a little hobbit lady basically like the hobbit that samwise was crushing on at the end of the uh, return Rosie. of the king Rosie. Oh, yeah just like yeah. A, a cute you know like looks like two uh ball bearings stacked on top of each other because she's got the wide ass and the wide tits and that's what i look like in a corset so <laughs> i'm projecting slightly just the like curves on curves basically i love it <laughs> if you can't self-project in this realm of literature where can you so exactly exactly <laughs> no i love that okay so cute soft curvy against hairy and tall and right fucking strong. very tall and broad <laughs> right um, no no softness whatsoever so emotionally or uh physically oh oh so fast okay so so stella i think clearly had some character growth like and I think her journey is relatable just because she starts oh. so alone and just having nobody. She doesn't have family. She doesn't really have a community. She's got mm -hmm. nothing. Well, and she's isolated because A, she's physically isolated because her husband has planted her on his estate way the hell out in the middle of BF nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then she's also isolated from the community that would have been the household because she's the lady of the house. Mm -hmm. And so the servants obviously aren't going to like hang out with her, but she's the only quote unquote upstairs resident here. So mm -hmm. it's like, she's surrounded by people and completely alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to feel for her because of that. Well, I do too. And it's, you know, we've all made mistakes in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like there have been times where it's like, I've been talking to like two dudes and one guy is really kind of catching my eye more and I make the decision maybe to concentrate my attention on him and break things off with the other guy. You know, like this is still talking, not, not committed face. And you realize down the line that you don't know what the other person would have been, but mm -hmm. this, the person that you ended up sort of putting all your chips on was not worth the effort. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately mm -hmm. for Stella, putting all of her chips on somebody means she married him and so there's not really it's a little harder to do a take back from that especially as increasingly patriarchal as this society appears to be growing because they said in uh, lady that the laws were changed when jewel was a little kid so that women can't inherit her whole title anymore so i would imagine divorce yeah. is probably not terribly easy either no of course it's not that's why that's why aston just left her to get captured it's like i'm tired yep. of her bye Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Thank goodness for Joel so, Grimm was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll take right, that. Right. No shit. But <laughs> it was just one of those things where it's like when, when you're stuck in this world, like you're stuck, stuck. Right. 
Like mm-hmm. if, if she hadn't met Silfast, it probably just would have been like, well, this is the rest of my life. Maybe I'll have a kid. Maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. You know, while my while my husband's out impregnating, impregnating half the fucking countryside, and she has that really heartbreaking realization yeah. where she says he didn't want a wife; he wanted a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where's Stella though. Man. I know Where's Stella Bella. I know. Stella breaks my heart. I suppose I love how much then she like comes to Orc Mountain, and it's clear like in subsequent books. Like mm-hmm. she just, she is, she is part of the scene. She is mm-hmm. in there. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and for somebody like Stella, especially when you when you realize how perfectly she and Silfast kind of mesh with one another, mm-hmm. that the way her husband has left her is basically death by inches. Mm-hmm. Like she's somebody who, for her, her love language is somebody in charge of her, basically. And you know, and I'm not like I don't think Silfast like tells her no don't wear that dress it's not slutty enough no, but no. but at the same time you know it's a thing where especially when she's pregnant where he's just like you need to rest it's time for you to rest mm-hmm. you know like that's how so fast shows that he cares is by aggressively taking care of the people around him yeah uh and so for her Silfast is literally a goddess and i mean i do believe like that's the intent of the short story mm-hmm. it's just the hand of the goddess but otherwise i don't Stella either would have done something crazy and like run away or she would have just like faded away by inches basically until when she finally, you know, passed an old age, she would have been little more than an extension of the wallpaper. Right. Which man. And and, uh, you're thinking of Silfast and that devotion. I thought it was really interesting. I've seen this on discord. I've seen this on Finley's Facebook group the idea that all of this devotion and kind of control issue may be PTSD related. Oh, it's a hundred percent. I would bank money that he has an uncontrolled anxiety disorder. Oh, definitely. Yes. And I say that because when I learned about my own anxiety disorder, uh, it's very, very common in people who had unpredictable, uncontrollable, basically sort of disastrous childhoods because you develop anxiety and a lot of times OCD because it's a way to try and control something in an environment and world in which you have no control over. And so I would bank money on him, especially because he's so rigid and he's so uptight that Mm -hmm. he needs this regimented feeling because it gives him at least the illusion of control. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, and that's heartbreaking to think about that, like, he's, he's another one that, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's low-key OCD. If he has service to the goddess, it could be that he finds comfort in the repetition of the ritual. Repetition can be a big part of OCD, so. It's, uh, ritual has an enormous amount of comfort in it. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a reason why not just a lot of religions but a lot of human traditions really focus on ritual. Yeah. Well, and when you think about like, you know, comparatively humans have only been on the planet for something. It's like, if you look at it from like an evolutionary stance, it's like we've been on the planet for like an hour, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but that hour has been pretty fucking tumultuous. You'd find comfort in ritual because you know what's coming. 
Like that's the comfort of a memorized ritual. You know what's coming. There's no surprises. And, you know, maybe the solution is only lasting for the hour that I were in church services or whatever. But in that yeah. hour, you're able to relax for a moment. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you have any good feelings connected to those rituals. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure at some point in Silfast's life, the goddess was all he had. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I would bank money on it. And I think we, as, as as this podcast continues, as we continue down the series, and I think especially once we talk about Kest and Aftarar's relationship, mm -hmm. we're going to be able to talk a whole lot about how impressively fucked up life was pre-Grim. Yes. And it just get like that little taste of like, man, there seems to be a lot of trauma and everyone needs therapy in this mm -hmm. mountain. I wonder why. Right. Yep. For I sure. wonder who's to blame. Cough, cough, Grim's dad. Cough, cough. <laughs> Who was the one that was abusing Kest? I forgot his name. It was like Calgar's best friend. So many I dead orcs. It's, it's really not that important, but it was yeah. because of assholes like that under the mountain was his as miserable as it was and i cannot imagine trying to be a human woman and thriving under there no mm -hmm. i think that was a like, huge point they couldn't well like, that's why yeah so yeah. many of the clans were like deuces i'm taking my family and you know I'll, I'll stay in a camp out in the woods rather than put up with this shit for sure oh and actually next episode we'll get to talk about the fantastic grisk and what uh Apparently, they are some chick magnets. Yes, the Grisk are definitely the lovers of the mountain. That's for sure. <laughs> well, they are the largest of the clans. They are. That's true. Got to be something to it. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that was actually a, a lovely discussion. I we're going to wrap this up and uh, talk to you all later for uh, actual proper episode two of this series, the Eris and the Orc. Get ready for a grisk makeover. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too, because we didn't touch on it very much. If you are sensitive to spanking, I mean, if that's the case, you probably shouldn't be reading this series. But there, this is this is one of the most direct until John BDSM slanted stories where it's the whole idea of like sexual punishment. There's a lot of spanking and not just mm -hmm. on the booty. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if that's not your bag, you might want to give this one a mess. If it is your bag, if you're a pervert like me, jump in with both feet. I will say it is still worth the read because even though Silfast didn't really endear himself to me, seeing Stella and seeing another woman coming into Orc Mountain in a different way than, than Jewel did it helps and the fact that we didn't have to go on the roller coaster of emotions just right lots of lots of spanking but but the other thing that i like about this is that while this is like a rough intense sexual encounter it's also entirely consensual yes, where he basically is. she has to agree before he <laughs> submits to his quote unquote cleansing which is where he just basically paddles her butt her gooch and her titties Ugh. and I'm like, man, don't knock it till you've tried it. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little vanilla in that area. That's and that's okay. I am not. So for th this was this was more to my taste than it was to Amy's taste. And that is okay. She wrote another one uh, in her mage series where it's, I talked about it briefly on the, the last episode, where it's the uh, 
it was like the mage's stable master or something like that which goes more into like not quite pony play but definitely like walking in a circle around it she does the (laughs) sort of intense but organic scenes very well nothing ever feels forced nothing feels unrealistic Uh, everything has a really great flow and if you're looking for unusual and less I guess shy examples of BDSM and writing both uh, offered by the orc and that made short story I sincerely recommend Mm -hmm. nice I'll have to drop that in the show notes go for it (laughs) 